Good morning. This is Angela Gonzalez, and you're listening to Miss Radio Podcast. Understanding the moment with Emmy Ham. A little bit later, we're going to be able to dive in specifically onto what is happening around the United States of America. In each given city, there are riots, there are protests, justifiably so for the African-American community and their plight against police brutality. What can be done from a legal perspective? What can be done on the ground? In a myriad of ways, we're trying to learn and understand, both in the interim and in the long run, how we can contribute to this community, how we can contribute to ourselves at this time on an individual level, and then also taking a step back and trying to understand what's happening to our society. So without further ado, I'm super excited to bring about this conversation with Emmy Ham and hope it finds you well. And we have more conversations like this in the future. Well, hello, Emmy Ham. Hi, Angelo. This is my first attempt at this. So, um, oh, really? Well, I tried with my brother, and uh, he was trying to get his podcast started, and we were just messing around uh, a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, it seemed like a really cool idea. Um, yeah, well, it, I mean, it seems to be working. Sweet. So. Well, I guess yeah. Let's get started. Um, okay. Just, just to recap, um, it's been a crazy week, uh, to say the least. You know, I think I got off of social media two weeks ago um, for a lot of reasons. And last Monday, you know, uh, this name, you know, started echoing on my phone, you know, in certain, you know, um, ads, you know, I, I get advertisements for Wall Street Journal and, um, you know, I, I had heard that George Floyd had passed away and I was like, okay, you know, um, and then a few days passed by and the next, thing you know, um, you know, we, we hear about, you know, riots and protests and mm-hmm. all this is happening with, without like an unabated eye by myself. So I'm just trying to figure out what the heck is going <laughs> on. Um, so, yeah, yeah um, that's kind of why we're all here. You know, um, I'm going to do a series of uh, talks with, with uh, Miss students here and just to kind of get a, a better pulse, better um reflection you know individually you know uh in terms of what you know our thoughts are at this time um and yeah you know as this is progressing um you know i sent you guys some questions so um you know without further ado uh, i guess if you want to uh you know talk about this 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 time that we're in and um some of those questions that you'd like to highlight great yeah, I thanks for hitting me up because just today, actually, um, I was talking to my friend about, um, I've just been feeling heavy today. I've just been feeling just really sad. Um, and I know it's probably terrible to say this is the first time I felt like this since, since hearing the news. Um, and I don't know if I'm, I'm, it's just taking me this long to process. Um, 
or it's my guilt maybe hitting me all at once. Um, but I, I really, I've been pretty like nonstop scrolling, um, the last few days. I literally cannot pull myself away from my phone and my computer. Um, and I, it's interesting that that is happening now because I've also been sort of negotiating my own relationship with social media um, in the weeks leading up to this. And uh, I tried to, you know, at some point in the semester, I took like a month long break from, from Instagram. And um, I really, I really tried to avoid posting too much, particularly after the, particularly after Bernie dropped out of the democratic primary um, I worked on his campaign in 2016 and then again this year a little bit and I just felt so defeated and, um, and he was really my, my vision for change. He was, I really think I and a lot of other people had a lot of hope, um, kind of perched on him which I don't know if that's the right way to go about it. Um, but when someone like that comes in and, and speaks on all of the issues that you've cared about so, so long. And so, and he speaks on it so eloquently. Um, and it's almost like he's in your head about certain things. Uh, that was, that was a really hard blow. And I really just disengaged for, for a really long time. Um, and more recently, you know, especially with COVID and feeling isolated. I've been pretty much alone in my apartment the whole time. More recently, I've, I've gotten back on social media. Um, and so I was really sort of back into the full swing of social media when this all broke. And I literally cannot stop um, myself right now. And I'm just wondering, I'm just really questioning, um, how that form of participation is helping anything, how it's helping the movement and it's how it's helping myself. Um, yeah. And more recently, it's really been detracting from the work that I'm doing. Um, and right. just kind of hit me today how sort of ass backwards that is. Like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing work on housing equity it's just, it's kind of this catch 22. And of course we need to take time to reflect and, and think about our, our position in this, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's actually compromising the quality of my work and it, it's scary. It, it really is. And so I almost, I appreciate you for being like, I was out of the loop for so long. Like if that's okay, just because you're not scrolling 24 seven doesn't mean you're not paying attention or that you don't care or that you're not engaging in other ways. And I think that more of us need to remember that um, going forward and right now, especially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you highlight a lot of things that um, I was trying to, you know, assess in my own mind and, you know, we live in this, this hyper globalized world and where technology, you know, I think, information gathering and sharing is at an all-time high you know it's unprecedented with with the access that we have 
And um, so, yeah, like something that I was trying to look back in history, because I, I was listening to an interview um, on the Colbert show with Killer Mike, who is a rapper with uh, Run the Jewels. And he does a lot of work in the social change sphere. And he was, you know, this was an interview four years ago. And, you know, he was talking about supporting Bernie Sanders and how here's a man who was in full support, full staunch support in terms of uh, Martin Luther King's uh, Poor People's Campaign, you know, uh, back in, in the late 60s. And so, you know, from that movement, I was trying to like, okay, how can we tap into, you know, uh, a sense of social commitment, a sense of social change? Reading this book, um, I actually, I accidentally, I don't know if I accidentally stole it or it just ended up in my bag. I was, um, <laughs> I was on my way to DC and I was staying at Buddy's house in Arkansas. Um, long story short, um, yeah, this book ended up in my bag and I'm, I'm back home and the book's titled is How Can I Help? And it's a bunch of vignettes, right, of different short stories of people, you know, reaching out in their own intuitive way, you know, sort of as natural as possible, you know. Um, but, it, you know, you, you, this, all of this is, is kind of hinting at a, a period of time of, um, you know, we can kind of peel back this layer of this moment and like, wow, um, like just just the, the recent change in, in the sentencing, right, or the charges. And that I don't think is by coincidence, right? Right. You know? um, so there there is a strong, peaceable movement happening um, on, on different levels. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to take up uh, more of the conversation we can continue but um I, yeah i wanted to highlight some of the questions that 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 you had in your mind mm -hmm. during this time yeah well i'm glad you mentioned that book and i would love to read it because i've been thinking a lot about how i can help um and i think um particularly at miss uh within our program the dpp program um we think a lot about impact and where we can be and what spaces in which we can be most impactful. Um, and I, I really try to think about that in every new space that I'm in. Um, and now I'm in another new space because to be honest, I haven't engaged in, in this issue um, as fully as I should have up until now. So I'm, I'm in this new space. And so now I'm looking at myself and saying, what skills do I have? Um, where can they be applied? When is it appropriate for me to apply those skills? When is it appropriate for me to ask somebody else how things should be done? Um, so really this whole thing, and it kind of goes back to what we learn in, in DPMI, like human-centered design, like every action we take right now, um, every strategy we, um, employ should be based on what we've heard and what people say they want and need and not what we prescribe as the solution. Um, and so I, and I don't know, I don't know what it is yet. I haven't listened enough yet to understand 
Um, I know that's interesting. Yeah, because like you're you're trying to tap into that by scrolling, right? You're like, I need to know more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe that's it, and maybe that's why I'm just obsessed with consuming because I realize how the the knowledge deficit that I have, and when I want to engage on on an issue, it makes me super uncomfortable not to be informed about it. Um, because we talk about that so much in school, right? Like when we're, when we're designing programs or evaluating programs, um, just the sensitivities around those things. And, and so, yeah, trying to really, it sounds cliche almost at this point, because it's been talked about so much, but learning as much as humanly possible, not just for myself, but as a practitioner in, in this field of, um, you know, the social, the social justice, the social reform fields um, that we're both in. And um, I, I really want to start there and also just open up the conversation with my friends and family in the same way that we're doing right now. And I don't know exactly how I can help right now. I don't, because that is, that that's what's going to come from all of this synthesis of knowledge and learning and, and listening. So I don't know. Uh, the answer is, I don't know how I can help. And I'm really, before taking one more step, I want to make sure I get that part right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it the, the emphasis really, and I was reading up on, um, I was going back and trying to understand like the power within Dr. King's mm-hmm. movement and his nonviolent campaigns and they have, you know, the website, his, uh, his center, the kingcenter.org, And it really breaks down, you know, the steps, all the steps within nonviolent social change. And the first step is information gathering, mm-hmm. you know, trying to understand all the vital information from all sides of the issue. Right. And the second is, is education. You know, this kind of minimizes misunderstandings and kind of builds that cross-cultural empathy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it's and then the third is personal commitment. You know, this this daily check in and affirmation in this f- philosophy, you know, because it really is a way of life. Right. I think I've been seeing that a lot. Um, just people saying like, hey, um, just you know, this might fade away like all the other, you know, past shootings. Um, but it's, it's, it's important for us to have a sense of a personal commitment, right? Whatever that may be, whatever, however that looks like. Right. Um, and something outside of that, that I, that I thought was interesting, um, you know, that same interview with Killer Mike, he was talking about cross-cultural empathy and he was like, you know, he would go to universities and he would speak to white and black colleges alike. And um, he would say that, you know, the best thing that you could do is take your education um, and try to go into, you know, a community outside of yourself, uh, outside of your own religion, you know, um, socioeconomic status and mentor a child, Mm. you know, get in a literacy program and, and don't post about it. Right. <laughs> every, everyone laughed about that. But like, and to me, it was like, you know, it, it reminded me of, of my own inner child, right? Like, and all the, the influences that, you know, I was lucky to have, right? That we're all, you know, uh, in our own lens, I think, 
um, lucky to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So like stepping outside of that, uh, I think in due time. um, Well, it's funny that you mentioned this concept of inner, inner child's um, and another part of the reason why I decided to tune out for a while is because I was doing a lot of work on myself um, and learning about myself and learning about the patterns that I have as a result of my conditioning and how those patterns translate and transcend into my adult life and how I interact with the world, how I interact with other people, how I interact with people of color, for example. Um, and I, I think that, and I've been thinking a little bit about how tied that mental health movement is to this movement, but really every social justice movement that's out there. And it's, great to talk to children right now. I mean, if you have kids, this is like a golden opportunity for you to, to have conversations with them about, about race. Um, any, any kid you might have in your life and get that, get that started within them, light that fire. But, you know, we have been conditioned. And one thing you learn when you are learning about mental health is how, um, how, uh, hard it is to change those patterns within you. Um, it takes, as you said, daily affirmations to yourself, daily commitments to yourself that you're going to recognize those patterns when, when they come up, particularly the problematic patterns. And I think if we all did a little bit of work reflecting back on our childhoods, our high school experiences, and and playing those scenes back of how we did or did not react, for example, um, what you were exposed to on a daily basis, um, maybe we might discover something about ourselves and also how we are wired so that we might begin to untangle those wires, so to speak. Mm. Kind of see, kind of like, in a way, like polishing our own mirror, right? right? Yeah. Uh, to see to see a little bit clearly, um, and and looking towards you know the future, um, something that I was trying to have a better understanding of. You know, one of the questions that I, I put in there was, you know, how how do I how do we need to learn? You know, how do we come to a position where um, we can, you know, find a way to like, I don't, I don't want to say humiliate, you know, humble mm-hmm. ourselves, you know, to, to outside, to, to, to how people live, you know, outside our own, our own. Right. Um, well, you know, what? It, it might be humiliation. Um, it might be this deep sense of humiliation and shame and guilt. And I think, that is needed um, and we shouldn't shy away from it. I mean, that it, it, that's even more reason to dive in into these issues. Um, and I, you know, quite frankly, think that gate, uh, you know, like grief and shame and, and guilt are the reasons why we haven't made more progress on, on this issue. Um, 
because nobody wants to see that in themselves. Mm. But if, if you, yeah. if you stop blaming yourself and look back on your past and, and see it as a product of your conditioning, um, not to say that you don't have a responsibility, but that might right. help people in sort of rationalizing their path forward. Right. It's like when a mother can recognize within their child that like, hey, something's up. Right. <laughs> like I, I, I've been I've been going through it lately. Right. And my mom just this morning, you know, she looked at me and she was like, hey, you know, you don't have to be so hard on yourself. But like, know that if you seek out others, if you seek out an understanding the other, you know, as opposed to trying to. Um, I, you know, like through that, you know, understanding of the self, it's like a, you can kind of reach a, a breakthrough, mm-hmm. you know, um, a sense of reconciliation. And um, it's like, you have to break down to break through, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that's something that I was seeing, you know, with these riots and these protests, I was like, okay, you know, what triggered this, you mm-hmm. know, has it been that we've been cooked up in our house for too much? You know, we've lost jobs, you know, and, and, you know, I, I'm in a position where, you know, the, the internship that I was in got postponed because yeah. of COVID. Uh, but like at the same token, I've had great friends, colleagues, and my family, you know, as a support system, like being able to like carry me in, so it comes back to my own perspective of like, okay, things are going to be mm-hmm. okay. But like outside of that perspective, breaking through this breakdown is being able to like look outside and like, okay, what's on the other side of my own walls mm-hmm. here? You know? Um, yeah. And I think we're and, constantly torn between, you know, the self-care movement has blown up in, in past years. <laughs> I, I think it's so great. I mean, I think we really need to give ourselves permission to not be superstars at everything in life. And in fact, if we try to do that, um, you might actually end up, uh, it might backfire on you. Burn. Right. And, and I think particularly with this issue, um, I don't need to be like the superstar on this issue. Um, I know that there are other people who are much, can be much more effective and this ties back to, you know, impact and where I can make the most impact. But I know that there are people who can be much more effective than me on, on speaking about this issue. Um, it's like, it's kind of like mansplaining. Like if I were to try to talk about this issue to people, it would be like, why, like why, why, why is this person talking? Um, that's kind of how I see it. And I've always, I've always tried really hard not to speak on issues that I don't know a lot about. And even when I am speaking on issues that I know a lot about, I'm still qualifying everything I'm saying or, or trying my hardest to, to reference other resources. Um, but right now, I, you know, I really think, and I was having this conversation 
um, the other day with with one of my colleagues is um, just thinking about how engaged I should be on social media. And he was like, you know what? You're really great at like, you're really great at the operations. You help the team. You're, you're literally like the oil on the gears um, and you're a facilitator and that's your strength. And like, that's where we, that's where we need you right now. And that just, it really clicked for me that I don't need to be the voice on this. And I can actually be a lot more helpful by offering my skills to help people get what they want done, done. Um, and so I think that's kind of the route I'm going in, in terms of um, the role that I am deciding to take. And, and in addition to doing the, the work, learning and educating myself. Um, right. And, you know, go no, ahead. no, no, go ahead. I was done. Well, I mean, all that kind of leads to, you know, it was it was something else. You know, my, my dad, he comes home and uh, works 12 hour shifts, you know, and he looks at my mom and I. And he's like, did you guys watch the news? I'm like, no. And I look at my mom and we're like, oh, shit, <laughs> he's about to turn on the news. Oh, no. And we, we, we put it on, we put on the telly and, uh, Justin Trudeau, you know, he's being asked, you know, Hey, what do you think about what's going on mm-hmm. in America? And he just sits there and he stops and he's silent for like about 20 seconds. And at first I was like, is this like a joke or, but then, you know, as the, the following days uh, came to, I started thinking more and more about that and it's 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 a lot of things what we're going mm-hmm. through as a country uh, and on an individual basis and like finding who we are what we're really deep mm-hmm. down made out of you know um and going for that you know that will surely lead us to you know natural mm-hmm. compassion from the ground up and that moment of silence to really pause and reflect shows incredible intelligence, mm-hmm. right? And like your ability to just reflect and say like, where am I most needed? You know, shows incredible intelligence on your part to like, okay, you know, and, and the moment will arise where, you know, as small of a moment as it may be, you know, in your lifetime, at some point in time, you know, all this information gathering, all this reflection, all this, you know, really meditating on what's really important in your life um, and in other people's lives. Like, it, you know, you'll be at a store and something will happen and you'll be like, what? Uh, no, that's not right. <laughs> and, and you might have a moment, you know, to, to intercede. Right. Um, right. And, and I would just like to that's, point out that I'm not even sure that it's, it is intelligence for me to do that. I mean, I really, I go back to my education. Not, you know, I was, I was literally taught to do this. It was part of my conditioning as, as an academic, but also, you know, so much of what we learn at, at Miss is, is directly tied to who we are as individuals. Um, and so I really feel like it is my privilege that afforded me the ability to, 
to think critically about these issues and to think about my place in these issues. So we have to think about that as well um, with, you know, right, like the, with the wealth inequality in this country, there's no wonder why that, um, you know, there's still, there's still racism um, in this country. It, it, it's directly tied to what we're taught and what we're not taught, right, in school. And we've had the enormous privilege of going to a graduate program that goes above and beyond to teach us to think critically about our place in the world. Um, Not that many people right. get to even, that doesn't, yeah. Um, when, when you're looking for your next meal or you're looking where you, you might sleep or, you know, yeah, yeah, that, that hits that hits home for sure for for a lot of folks. Um, yeah, I think I it's safe that. to say that Miss did a pretty I, good job, though overall. At the end of the day, you know, I I think we are a culmination of our mm -hmm. experiences, and 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 recognizing you know our conditions is like that's some next level stuff, you know, like, uh, like you said, it takes a long time. Um, and, you know, in a myriad of issues, right. Um, you can look at how as a society we've been conditioned in a, you know, like just the, the notion that we can implement military style um, type defense mm -hmm. on our own citizens in an instant, you know, very rapidly, but when it comes to, you know, aiding a Puerto Rico, or when it comes to, you know, basic mm -hmm. PPE, somehow right. there's a shortage. So it's like, okay, there's, there needs to be some, you know, inversions here, right. you know, in terms of policy. And th the beautiful thing is that there's that felt recognition. Right. Um, and I think the process of justice will be mm -hmm. continuous, you know, as long as, you know, this information sharing is, is occurring. Um, but yeah, you know, I, you've hit, you've touched on so many things right now um, that I think a lot of people are feeling from all walks of life in this country, from all, you know, colors of skin, from all socioeconomic backgrounds and highlighting your individual process through all this you know i think will speak volumes to our listeners great yeah i mean thanks for having me angelo and um the one thing that i do want to say is um keep having these conversations like even offline with people i think i really needed this more than i knew this is this is what i needed this is exactly what i needed today to just get my thoughts out there and also to, um, because, you know, I think you need to process your feelings and your thoughts in order to internalize them. Um, and so I would encourage you and everyone else to just keep having those conversations. I know I, I just got back to Maine, so I'm gonna open up this conversation with my parents tonight um, or this weekend and, and just talk and listen and, and get uncomfortable. It's good. It's good. Well, thank you for, for taking your time and um, uh, always, always a pleasure. And uh, 
yeah, for any of our listeners, you know, we're going to keep continuing uh, this podcast. So please stay tuned. Um, keep sharing, you know, vital resources uh, uh, on this issue. And um, thank you. Thank you, Angelo. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Cheers. Well, that's all, folks. Uh, not quite. That's just part one. This is going to be a continuing series of trying to understand the moment with myself and my colleagues, good friends, and people outside of my own inner circle, uh, because that's what it's going to take to try to rebuild our community. So I hope this message found you really well this morning, and I hope that... Um, you know, if anything, this makes us stronger, you know, in the coming days, weeks, months, years as a country. And we don't forget this movement that's happening, that's shaping and molding our country right before our very eyes. And that we can participate that, you know, in a very small integral ray, you know, reaching out, cross building that cross-cultural empathy will speak volumes um to people around you um so without further ado uh, i'm super excited i think our part two session will be with gabe sanders so stick stick around uh stick stay tuned uh <laughs> so hope you have a great week and keep on fighting the good fight for our brothers and sisters all across the united states right now thank you And don't forget the resources below in the episode description box. Click on those links, people. Read, 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 read. And uh, read. Thank you.